Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight we look back at a momentous season for RHP Colts. The Twins tell us about a memorable day for Newark Athletic Club. And Graham runs over a bridge. This is Radio Newark Sport, and these are what some of our youngsters got up to at the weekend. Amy Hunt runs 22.42 for the 200 metres to become the third fastest under 18 at that distance ever and smashes the UK record. A few weeks ago, we told you about ex-Newark Rugby Club player Abby Hammond. She'd been selected to attend trials for the Western Australia under-18s. And the good news is she's passed and will now represent the state at the National Championships. 22 young Newark Athletic Club members had the honour of representing the club at their first ever home meeting. Well, at least this century. More from the Twins a little bit later, on a very hot summer's day. Ed Howard won the RAF Spitfire Cup at RAF Cosford on Saturday. A full report on a great day for Ed on our social media pages. And the current holder of the Warwick Lane Junior Sports Personality of the Year, Olivia Whitelaw, has just returned from representing Team GB in Holland. And you thought the temperatures was hot over here? It was another 10 degrees warmer over there. But Olivia and Leo both performed well. Back in the UK now, getting ready for Hickstead. A brilliant first place overall and third out of 88 boys and girls at the Ripon Junior Triathlon for the Pocket Rocket. Amelia Crispin put in a really strong performance and the position should qualify for the National Triathlon Championships at the beginning of September. And we've got some more news from the 4A Paddlers. Lovely to have them on board. They were in action at the weekend at Home Pierpont and a glorious weather on Saturday brought a rush of personal bests both in the K1 and K2 races. Unfortunately, the strong headwinds on Sunday made conditions a little bit more challenging. No, no PBs, but a fantastic weekend out for Julie and the gang. Well, we talked about it last night, Tony, and I'm talking about it tonight and tomorrow night and Thursday night as well when Gareth Bagley's in the studio. Um, I was thinking... Go on to... Go on to our <coughs> Facebook pages, look at the story that her mum sent in, and look at the pictures. Please do it, because those pictures are absolutely fantastic. Yes, when I got home last night, I did. And that picture where she's got a, a face in her hands is an absolutely glorious Isn't picture. it just? Absolutely superb. A- a- absolutely. absolutely. I-, I couldn't be more made up for the girl. No, because um, as as I maybe said last night uh, i should have said if i didn't you know she's such a lovely person when she comes in here she's got no great i am airs and graces she just is a just genuinely lovely person as well and, and for that to happen to nice people 
is what makes sports is is, is what makes sport great. Because they're nice people, night actually, because Ed Howlett's won a national competition, mm. the RAF sponsored trophy, but it's a national competition. Mm. And Ed and, and Ed has won. And again, on our social media pages, thanks to his mum. These mums do work hard. Oh yeah. Thank, thanks to his mum, there's a picture of Ed with the trophy and another nice guy. Yeah, absolutely superb. I mean, um, I don't know how old he was when he first came in here, but uh, as soon as he spoke, you realised you were talking to a fully grown adult rather than sort of, you know... I think Ed's always been an adult. Oh, yeah. I mean... We um, went the other way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd I'd like to say there was some stage where I was actually an adult, but I don't think it lasted long. But uh, but no, Ed Ed is just uh, one of those... One of those rounded people in life who is uh, also superb at what he does. Um, the news from the women's semi-final is that England's goalkeeper's injured. She's pulled a hamstring and she's out. Karen Bardsley is not playing tonight. Well, they've got a very good number two, um, who's um, again another North East girl. Um, and uh, she is uh, currently, on her, currently in her third spell at Chelsea, so she's obviously no mug. You're getting to our, how to be our women's mm. football expert here, aren't you? Yeah. It was... Um, it, I honestly <coughs> came into it a bit sceptical, but I've really warmed to them, and I think that's that's not to do with the coverage. That's because of the quality of the people that's, you know, in that squad. They are just genuinely lovable people, and they come across so well. They do, so we, we wish them the best luck. I think that starts at 8 o'clock our time, so it's a uh, very fast journey home tonight. Um, is, is that Newark time? <laughs> yeah, Newark time. <laughs> Newark meantime. Um, our guest tonight is arguably Newark's greatest ever goalkeeper. You could also argue that... I didn't realise Harvey played him, though. If he carries on in the same vein, he could well be Newark's greatest ever manager. The reason I say that is we're going to talk about a team called RHP Colts during the next hour. This is a group of what are now under 15-year-olds going to under 16 next season that last time round won the championship. Okay, that's, you know, this is junior football. It happens. And then you look at the league that they was in, the the Middlelinks Youth League, and some of the teams that... The little old RHP Sports and Social Club was up against some of the firepower that Grimsby and Immingham and Rushton's and Lincoln United and all that lot could muster. And the champions turned out to be from RHP. So that's what what we're going to talk about tonight. You've probably worked out by now our special guest at Sport HQ tonight is Gary Atwood. Gary, welcome. Welcome back. I think you've been a few times, so... uh, you know you need to get a bit closer to that mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a special season, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, surprising one as well, if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, I'm going to come back to that, because what I want to start with is something that wasn't surprising. <laughs> RHP do all junior, most junior clubs do a summer tournament, don't they? RHP do it in a shall we say, a fairly large way. They go on to Lincoln Road, they use the whole of Lincoln Road, Newark and Sherwood District Council, if you're listening, they use the whole of Lincoln Road and have a two-day tournament. And um, it's Team Atwood that puts it together. 
It's not just me. There is a hell of a lot of helpers there, and I'd just like to have this opportunity now to thank them all for every single person that helped on the day, two days, the days leading up to it. Big thanks to the referees. They didn't stop for two days, and without them, the kids don't play football, so it's as simple as that. So, uh, real big thank you to all the referees who attended Saturday and Sunday. How many teams? There was 120 teams over the two days. And some of them come a fair distance. Yeah, we had them from, I think it was seven or eight counties. We had Nottinghamshire, Lincolnshire, Derbyshire, Leicestershire, Yorkshire, Warwickshire and Cambridgeshire. So, yeah, pretty, yeah, distance for I some I think of you told to me travel. last time we spoke about this, you almost start arranging next year's now. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy, to be fair, because... 50% of them do say we'll come back next year, so... Once you've got the initial one out of the yeah. way, it, 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 it will... People see it's run correctly. Yeah, I and, hope and, so. And, and, it, and it will grow it, it, itself, but... The marking out of the pitches, to making sure the ambulance people are in residence. When I was there, there was needed one lad had got himself a cut lip, so the ambulance guys was, was needed. And the ladies... Um, who seem to be remarkably busy Non-stop. dashing about. <laughs> how, how financially important is that? Very. Especially now with us moving to uh, the YMCA Sports Village, uh, what we make on the on the two days there is it's massive for the club, really, to uh, put us in good stead for obviously paying for the facility, because et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to talk about the YMCA a little bit later on so we'll we'll come back to that one but saturday i mean i was at the um sport i was at the sports village for for the athletics and it was almost unbearable stifling <laughs> <laughs> yeah it won it couldn't have been nice for all the uh the kids playing in that heat but uh they did it did it with a smile on the face didn't moan and hopefully enjoyed the day Hopefully they did, and nobody did suffer from the heat then. You didn't no, no, it was not as, not as far as I'm aware. We had no uh, fainting, etc. So, so how did the RHP teams get on then? Uh, or shall we move on swiftly? No, we had uh, we had two winners. Uh, Zach Edlin, uh, under-11s, they won theirs, and Stephen Crawford, Biscuit, under-8s, uh, won theirs, which was, which was really nice, that one, because we've got... Uh, three of their players going to an academy as from today so it was a really good send off for them really and the all conquering under 15s yeah we'll move on <laughs> <laughs> didn't get out of the group <laughs> oh dear well the game I saw was sort of you went down fairly early on with a goalkeeper I've got a lot of time for everybody calls him AJ he did a bit of a bit of a howler it happens it does Bless him. He felt a little bit guilty, but it happens. I think he and saved you enough times. He saves us more than he does things like that, so not to worry. And we all know it uh, It can happen and to, I've got, to the best of them. And I've got a lot of sympathy for him. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um, Goalkeepers Union. Hmm. RHP Colts, like many junior managers in football and in rugby, I'm assuming um, once you'd retired... Too young, but injury forced the retirement. No, no, didn't. No. no, the injury never forced it. It was two years bef- before that. It was just a decision I made to uh, 
concentrate on the kids, really. And that's what you did, and you formed a team at RHP, yeah. where, where you played your Sunday football, you formed a team there, and your son Ryan was part of it initially, and still is part of it. When you did that, and because you took him into the middle links pretty much straight off. Straight off, yeah. Um, which many people thought at the time was a big decision, a brave decision, because the trouble with Lincolnshire, it's a massive county. Yeah, but I wanted to go in that because that's where I started playing my football at 10 years old, so uh, just thought I'd follow what we did. The teams that you play have basically, you've all grown up together, haven't yeah. you? So, you know, you know the opposition, you know the yeah. opposition well. Teams come and go, but the nucleus is there. Your first taste of real success was last season, wasn't it? The, not the one that's just finished. Yeah. Go. Let's go back 12 months to the cup final. Was that 12 <laughs> months at a time yeah. flies, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, a cup final at Sleaford, and I think you went into that as favourites. Well, we did the year before, but that didn't work, Yeah, did it didn't work, did it? No. <laughs> but that was the first taste of success at under 14 level yeah. then, and that that game was another cracking, cracking day. It yeah. was... Well, it was one after the first twenty minutes, wanted, and it was seven goals in the end, and it mm. was it it was it was easy. But had that presented the momentum for what I th- followed? I think so. Yeah, uh, I think that's what made them think. Yeah, we can do what we want to do. Uh, and at the end of that season, we did lose four big players. That's the next thing on my, on my little list, because the one I've mentioned is Josh Burkett. Yep. Uh, who was one of the four, and what's your attitude, and what's his colleague's attitude? I mean, Josh has gone on to bigger, probably better, I don't know, but he's, he's playing for Boston United. Yeah. And um, anybody that meets Josh nowadays will meet a charming, charming young man. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, we've got our fingers crossed it can go an awful long way. What is the attitude, though, to a team, a manager that's just won the cup and then the heart's ripped out of his side by people going off somewhere else? No, no heart ripped out at all. That's what I do it for, so... Pat them on the back, said, see you later. Go and enjoy yourselves. So there was two two to Mansfield, one to uh, Boston, and then Billy decided to uh, concentrate on his boxing, so now just pat them on the back. Say, go on, your way basically so what gives you the most satisfaction then seeing josh burkett go to boston and the lads go to mansfield or winning that cup seeing the lads go yeah really i know that that's the job done then really that's what we're in it for we, we want to get the uh the boys and girls playing as high as they can so but that meant on the back of the cup success you'd almost either got to rebuild or call it a day Never call it a day. <laughs> Never call it a day. Yeah, we lost the four. We we got two two replacements in. One I was after for a couple of years, Elias Price, and another lad called Alex Bradford, who hadn't played for four years. He used to play for RHP. Uh, decided to call it a day, and he's came back, done really, really well. And then just after Christmas, uh, I picked another one up in uh, Joseph Kingsman, Robert Kingsman's lad. So happy, happy, really. But I was optimistic. I thought the big players that we have lost, we will be able to compete. We will be able to challenge. 
will we have the consistency? Because that was always a downfall, even with those four players. The consistency seemed to go out the window when we used to play the lesser teams. So, I basically, we basically said this year, last year, sorry, we'll uh, just try and rebuild, see how it goes. We got to Christmas, and then we thought, hang on, right, that, that's where we're going to stop because it needs more than the thirty seconds before we need to go and find the athletic club. We're going to talk about the second half of last season. Still to come. One quick question though: Joseph Kingman gonna, Kingsman going to be as good as his dad? He's got the nastiness that his dad has. <laughs> 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 Fine players are like sons are like the dads when they go on to fit. I mean, what's Ryan like? He's is like it? me. He's like me. He can finish now. So yeah, he's like me. <laughs> he knows where the back of the net is. <laughs> now it does. Uh, you, you can see with the lad with the people I used to play their sons. You can you can tell that they've uh, listened to the dads. I should say. I'm sure they have. And um, we've got another story coming up because number two sons sitting very patiently in the studio here, and uh, Gary's starting yet another team up to accommodate um, young Harvey, and we're going to find out about that one a little bit later on. But coming up next, let's find the twins and see what they've been up to. An absolutely stunning weekend um, of weather, and that marked the first ever home match for Newark Athletic Club well, I say the first ever. Certainly in this century, it's the first time yeah. they've actually had a match at home in yeah. Newark itself. And uh, all at Newark Athletic Club should be proud because it was a wonderful event. And to tell us all about it, one half of Radio Newark Sports' <laughs> famous double act, we've got Tilly Owens tonight. Tilly, good evening. Good evening. Tell me all about what um, I'm sure you must all be so proud of. So, on Saturday, they had the Mini League track and field, and it was hosted at our club, so the new track, and there was 22 athletes in the team, and it was our very first event being hosted, and everyone did really well. It was such a hot day, and I'm not sure who was competing in it, but there was 22 of them, and they all did really well for the team. There was lots of good photos, and a really incredible day because all the coaches and everyone put in lots of effort. They set up, like, food stalls, and apparently it was a really good event. Sadly, I wasn't there to watch it, but it would have been really good to watch. And hopefully we can use the venue again and have, like, more memories here. And then on the Sunday, we had the YDL for the under-17s and under-20s, and that was me and, me and Lauren were the only ones there. And I won 400 hurdles, came second in steeplechase and came second in long jump and Lauren came second in 400 hurdles, third in steeplechase and she came second in 100 metre hurdles I think so that was a good day as well and yesterday we had the first event, at, we had an open event at Loughborough and Oliver did the 1500 metres and he got 4.57, Chloe did the 1500 metres and I think she got 4.47 but I'm not 100% sure. And Lee got exactly five minutes. So well done to all of them as well. So it was a good weekend for everyone. It most certainly was. And uh, one thing your sister was telling us last week is that uh, it was a special weekend for her because I think she was off to um, have a look at Birmingham University. Yes, yeah, she was. Yes, yeah, she did go, yeah. <laughs> look at the uni. And uh, 
Is it on a list that she would like to go to? Oh, are yes, you two going to be parted then? Finally yeah, going to be parted? Yeah, Laura wants to go in the RES to do nursing. So they go to Birmingham Uni with that. And I want to go to Harper Adams University to do veterinary physiotherapy. So we will be parting ways. Well, I'm sure you'll both. I'm sure you'll both come back what and talk to us because uh, you're all coming in the studio in a couple of weeks' time. I think. Uh, yeah, we've got you, we've got you all booked in. Well, it was a fantastic weekend. We've got um, um, the president and the chairman coming in on Thursday night to um, talk yeah. about it as well. So uh, yeah. I'm sure um, they will have their thoughts on um, a good yeah, weekend for Newark. Tilly, thank you so much. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Tilly Owens there, and uh, looking back at what was a fantastic weekend, and we've got to um, basically last Christmas. Um, I nipped down two or three times to have a look at um, the under 15s at the Sports Village, and I got in my mind that whereas it was entertaining to watch, I didn't think it was going to go and actually win it because you was dropping some silly points in the first half of the season. I remember one game, I think it was probably 4-0 down. No, you went on to probably win it 5-4 or something, but the point is, four, four. you couldn't you couldn't keep on conceding that amount of goals. No, no. We, we've had a look two or three times, really, in the build-up to the uh, the, to the running. Uh, yeah, we did go 4-0 down against Rustons, got it back to 4-4, four, four, but we could have really have uh, snatched it even 4-0 down, but you can't get four goals away and come away with three points and there was the odd flip up wasn't there along along the way which I thought he was probably just going to be off off the pace but as the season moved on all of a sudden it tended to open up a little bit yeah we'd got a lot of the top teams out of the way either home or away at least once and there was and Grimsby did not played any of the top top teams really so they was running away with it I just said, kept saying to the lads don't worry about them they've got to keep winning we just do what we've got to do so uh, unfortunately for us they slipped up a few times the league match against Grimsby because you played them in the league and then in the cup I think in two consecutive correct, weeks yeah. wasn't it yeah you got something out of the league match you got nothing out of the cup match as it turned out that was the correct way yeah, yeah. Uh, the league was the most important match, to be fair. The cup, we'd won that the year before, so yeah, defending champions, but the lads was more concerned about getting three points in that league game, so uh, they did what I wanted them to do and what they wanted to do themselves. Then we sort of got, and I know Tony and I kept on talking about it in here, kept on talking about it. it you got down to i think six games uh, and the mathematics was if you win those six games you're going to be champions now that's easy to say i mean that was that was you know i mean we had a discussion about that and then i think probably five of those six games was away um <laughs> yeah, you're right, and, yeah you know um i've always said that rushton's was your nemesis yeah, because we, for a long time there was we always we always struggled never worked rushton's. out against rushton no. so you had to go to rushton's i think you had to go to lincoln united did you go to lincoln no 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 immingham you went to immingham which was always going to be a difficult one but the way it was i'll use the word manipulated because i'm sure it was you're too polite um 
you ended up going to play Grimsby on a school night. Yeah. Away. Interesting. Which it got called off from a Sunday because the chips was cold or the wind was blowing the wrong way or the tide was in, whatever the excuse was. And you ended up going there at night time, which I'm absolutely sure was was set up against you. Um, let's, go, that, let's go the first of those matches, which was Rushton's, and, and, and a trip on a... I think it was a Thursday, I think. I yeah. think it was a Thursday night we went there, yeah. Got there. Uh, got to half past six, kick-off time. No def central defenders. They were stuck in traffic. So, uh, plenty of light. Time was when the referee decided, no, we've got to start. So, we had to start with our two central defenders. Uh, I think they came with about five minutes played. Obviously, just swapped them straight over. It was still nil-nil. Uh, and I think we took the lead. I can't remember what the score was. It was that long ago. Uh, and eventually ran out. I think it was 6-0 or 6-1 winners, I think. But so, then, then we started counting this down, didn't we, Tony? And we got we got ourselves <coughs> really interested in what was going what was going off. Um, a trip to Immingham, which is a hell of a long Skeg way. It was Skegness. Skeg 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 yeah. Um, which you no doubt turned into a party. Uh, bank holiday weekend, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, in that game, 30 seconds gone, was 1-0 down. So uh, the nerves kept kicking in every game, really. And, and was counting the games, counting and counting and counting, and then it was Grimsby away yeah. on a Wednesday night. Wednesday night. A school night. Yeah. Um, you've got to get all the players available and you've got to find enough parents that's not at work to get 14 or 15 of you to Grimsby and back. Yeah, it is. When we get to Grimsby, when we play on a Sunday, you tell them a time and there's always one or two that get there five minutes before kick-off. So I told them a little white line, told them a little bit earlier than what I was going to get there. So I turned up at Grimsby. I think it was... 10 to 6 I think I'd got 14 players already there <laughs> I told them quarter to so I knew in that run up that the the attitude of the players and the parents are spot on I did I could just tell every game that we was playing in the run up it was warming up properly it was focused and I just thought maybe could this happen and the Grimsby game, I think it was... Because that was almost a winner-takes-all, to a large extent, wasn't it? Because if Grimsby had beaten you... If Grimsby had beaten us, I think they could have... finished second, I think. Or or equal on points with Lincoln. I, I, I can't remember. It was one of the two. But, uh... but of all the clubs that come down and I saw at the sports village I, I didn't I didn't take to Grimsby I must admit I didn't uh, there wasn't my favourite bunch but um, <laughs> that was a massive massive victory yeah and that uh, set it up for the home game last game of the season of which Mr Smith turned up at mm. and to be honest both of you it was all over after five minutes yeah I think it was less than that <laughs> I think yeah talk about Nerves and now they're going to go about it. Well, they killed the game. Yeah. Well, well, the last two 
the last two games was uh, Grimsby and Welton who were both in the cup final so there was no obviously no mugs who was playing against but I was apprehensive and thinking are they going to rest themselves for the final or, or are they not or on the other hand it was it they're playing for the shirt for the final so it was going to go one way or the other and I still to this day don't know what which way they went but we came out winners again well credit to Welton I mean there was 3-0 down but for a good 15-20 minute period they played some lovely yeah, f- football yeah. and I got I wouldn't say you look worried but you was I'm always worried shall we say barking out the orders yeah um, politely but they won and <laughs> celebrated with Lucas Aid or something yeah as, as fizzy um, and that was absolutely fantastic to- Tony how how big an achievement was that? I think it was massive because if you look at the running, <clears throat> like you say, about five out of the last six away from home, and, I mean, it takes me quite a while to travel from my house to here, which is exactly one mile, with, with Newark's roads as they are at the minute. How you got an entire squad over to Grimsby is quite an incredible achievement. And, uh, you know, the... Um, I looked at the fixtures and saw that Grimsby away, which, as you suggest, was totally manipulated by the club. And, you know, it was just an incredible result. But I think, as as Gary pointed out, when you get there and there are 14 of your squad there, and then you just know that you've got the backing from the players and the parents, and suddenly it starts to sort of click into place, you think, well, it can't really go wrong from here. (laughs) All they've got to do is play a bit and we've cracked it. And then and that's the way it transpired. What I did like at the presentation afternoon, that Sunday at, at the showground, um, people was giving you generous applause. You, you're obviously, the team is well liked on the circuit. I'd like to think so, to be fair. Uh, that's what I want personally first, then the performances will come. I think there was one thing that we've not mentioned during that final game of the league campaign where Welton lost a player through injury and so uh, Gary stepped in and said Ref, can we just stop it a minute? I want to take one of our lads off. And I thought that was a tremendous gesture that you wouldn't probably see at any other football ground in the world. And I think that's probably one of the main reasons that gesture... I don't know all the others over the course of the season, but that probably summed up why the team and, and the manager were so popular. Yeah, it's, it's the right thing. If it was 0-0, I'd still have done it. Because in our third game of the season, we went to Woodall Spa with 10 players. Whether I was right to go with 10 or not, I could have called it off. I could have rang in and said, no, we're on the side. No, Went to, went to uh, Welton with 10 players their manager we get on with only through football don't know him from anything else Barry runs Woodall Spa he says uh, if you've got 10 we'll play with 10 so I would have done the same so it's the right way it's, doing it's it. the right way <laughs> at the end of the day how not- how important has been moving to the sports village to improve your football it's been massive it has been massive because the the football and not just at the under 15s the whole 
the whole club, the football level has just risen massively this year. I think uh, this year, I think, obviously I know it's not all about the winning, but I think we've won six six trophies through the uh, the Colts set-up. Uh, the adults won the Willie All. So, yeah, I think moving there has been a big uh, factor. Because these lads are growing up on it. It's, it's almost the norm to them, isn't it? Whereas... Old fools like me and Tony say, well, you should be on grass, you shouldn't play on that. What's it like to play on? I don't know. <laughs> I've not played on it. <laughs> You've been on it. it. It's good. It's it's true. A lot of people say it's slow. Some players say it's fast. I think it's great for the kids to uh, have no bobbles. Let's talk about them kids then, shall we, as you, as you call them. And I want to start with um, your son your eldest son, the younger one's falling asleep next to you, um, the, your oldest one, Ryan, I think he's become almost of age of a footballer in the last 12 months. <laughs> you want me to answer that now, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I want you to give him some credit because 12, 24 months ago, I won't say he was a bit part player, but now he is the pinnacle of it. Well, he's improved. I'll say he's improved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you, you, this season he has done remarkable, and as everybody else, he seems to have found where he wants to play, and he's very good at that. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> he he was bar- always barking on at me saying that he wants to play up front, but he never had the work rate. And there was one person, I think, that inspired him to start working, and that's our little man in Orkett. Uh, he never used to stop. He always used to say, yeah, Ryan did to me, Mane, why, why, why is he so good? And I just said to him, the first thing why Mane is so good is his work rate. That's why he gets so much time on the ball, because he gets there in plenty of time, simple as. And from that day... There was a change in his performance. Says, and he does work hard. He closes. He, cl- he, he, he does close down. He, he does work hard. Is it harder for Ryan to get praise? <laughs> yes, it is harder <laughs> for Ryan yeah. to get praise. Yeah, yeah just about it, the last five minutes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the most praise I've ever given him. <laughs> yeah, in public. <laughs> Alongside Ryan up front is what turned out to be again the league's top scorer, and that that selfie, Price, and you know. He's one of those... I think Alfie's an old-fashioned centre-forward. He's not, you know... He's not like Ryan. He's not going to run all over the pitch. But he is there where it hurts. Oh, yeah. And he knows where the goal is. Yes, definitely. Definitely knows where the uh, the goal is. That's his job. <laughs> and he's very good at it. He is very good at it. Just old-fashioned striker. Big. Pops himself about. So... He's, 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 and I think clubs struggle with that, don't they? Because yeah, they, they there's not many young lads like Alfie who play the game like Alfie. No, it's like a, uh, it's like a young man. Yeah. To be fair to him, your captain um, comes from Southall. Yes. Um, and I've still got to find out why everybody calls him Bongo. Um, but <laughs> um, to me, he's a typical Southall player. He he strolls around as if. 
It's not Mardy. Southall, not Wiltshire United. He's got an ability and he's got a skill and he doesn't seem to get phased particularly. No. I'm going back to the John Campbell Southall days when that he made mm. a team of that. Yeah. No, he's uh, this year he's I think he's only missed one or two games and that's another massive factor why we did so well. Uh, because he did struggle the previous couple of years with injuries the <coughs> growing pains because he's six foot he is a big so lad, now yes. so yeah he, he did struggle but uh, this year he, he's he's been fit all season I think he missed one game uh, I think it was for a christening in Manchester and that was the day we went to Birmingham and we lost so <laughs> says everything doesn't it yeah yeah um, it does really the young man that you call Nacho <laughs> yes tell me a little bit about him lovely lovely little lad and uh, I'm afraid he's going back to Spain on August yeah. the 8th yeah. so be a massive miss to the football for, to the club and as a as a lad he's, lo he's lovely lad he is I, I can I can fill you in a bit on the background there because um, I am um, helped to run the RHP under-14s with Mark Nesbitt at the time. And Nacho was a young lad in that team. His brother Alvaro was um, was the more impressive player because he was a bigger lad. But Nacho just looked completely out of place. It, it was a real little trier, and he did his best, bless him, but he just got knocked off the ball all the time. And when we went to that match at the YMCA... I thought it was Alvaro, <laughs> because they look not dissimilar, but honestly, he's, he's blossomed so yeah. much into a proper footballer. Absolutely belting player. And we'll finish our little trip round the players with with the goalkeeper, your protégé. <laughs> um, AJ, they, everybody. I mean, I only know from what they call them. They call this, uh, it's not many youngsters that's just called by the initials. No, it's not his initials, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is AJ. It's his middle name. It's Anthony Young. Right. Outstanding this year. He's getting better and better every single training session, game, and I'm hoping we can lose him this year because he has improved that much over six to twelve months. Mainly because he's had quite a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> as well well he can't have many better managers to look after him I'll, I'll put it like I'll put it like that no, one which know. leads me very quickly before we go and find Graham with his striders report to a certain photo <laughs> that's appeared on social media in the last <laughs> couple of days showing a very young and thin Gary Atwood um, thin. <laughs> it, it's yeah, yeah. that was a bit there didn't I um <laughs> It's a picture, go on to so, social media, it's a, a picture of what was IDP now, FlowServe, when they won the um, Notts Senior League Cup, but it was that, that season, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you'd gone and broke your wrist or your arm yeah. or something in the semi-final, but um, you probably... And that got me thinking, Gary. Looking at that team there, I mean, if we'd, got a, if we'd got a sugar daddy in those days, that yeah. team could have... How many of that team do you think could hold their own in the current FlowServe team? Because I asked his lordship Tony that question last night and the answer was two. Well, no, he's miles and miles out because it's not two. It's at least half of that team, I think, is good enough to play in that, it's in two, that FlowServe side. It's two different eras 
make you can have this argument forever and a day. That side was a cracking side. Would they? Won't they? We'll never know. I know we'll never know, and it is here. But it, it was a cracking side because I got to, I, you would be in that squad. Jono would be in that squad without doubt. Um, Marmy would be in the <laughs> squad because on his day he was untouchable. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, Tony, because we've argued this forever and ever. I have still yet to see a better centre forward than Gary Breeden. And Matt Roach was there as well, wasn't and he? Roach was there as well. Um, oh, I do wish we got some money in those days. <laughs> oh. But it was hell of a hell of a team, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it, it really was, and it, it it it's desperate and just how far we we could have gone. And of course, in that team, of course, was Robbo, and Robbo was coming to the end of his days there. But a young yeah. Robbo would have walked into any any team. And Masgi was on it. Do you regret? What breaking my wrist in the semi final? <laughs> do, do you regret um, <laughs> as not having the opportunity to take that team further? Uh, or, or you? I suppose you have to take what you've got in front of you, haven't you? Yeah, basically, yeah. It, it does. No regrets. It, it doesn't. It does make you think. Different time, I suppose. Right, we're going to catch up with Graham from the Striders now. Then we're going to hear from Young Harvey when we come back because. Um, it's um, RHP Colts Mark II to talk about. And in what our social media pages was calling at dinner time, Graham Stato Welsh is where we're going now. Because it's a Striders report and it's that man himself who ran over a bridge at the weekend. So, but he's a bit more than a bridge. And Graham, it's all yours to tell us about. Thank you very much. Yeah, ran over it in both directions and I'll uh, tell you about it in a minute. We'll start off by going all the way back to last Tuesday and uh, Rushcliffe Country Park, where it was the uh, first of uh, the four races in the uh, Home Beerpont Running Club uh, Grand Prix for 2019. And I say it was Rushcliffe Country Park, <coughs> uh, four miles, and there were two striders there. Uh, David Cross, he did it in a pretty speedy time, uh, 25.46, and Gary Tasker, not too far behind him, 27 minutes and uh, 33 seconds. And speaking of speedy people, on the very same evening last Tuesday, in the uh, second race of the uh, of the Lincoln Wellington uh, Running Club 5K series over at the Yarborough Leisure Centre in Lincoln, uh, we had three striders there. And Dave Dews was uh, he, he was shifting. He got round that, uh, that 5K in a new PB of 19 minutes and uh, 36 seconds. It's a race that quite often throws up uh, PBs because you've got a, a fast course and a high quality field of runners, and it tends to sort of people on to getting a good time and not too far behind Dave was his uh, father-in-law Peter Davis 22 minutes and uh, 31 seconds and uh, Steve Tomlinson again PB for him 23 minutes and 8 seconds for Tomo then on to Thursday night into the second race in the uh, uh, Home Pond Grand Prix and that was at Colic Park 5 mile race this time and there were 3 striders there David Cross uh, Gary Tasker and Steve Tomlinson uh, David, 33 minutes, 50 seconds, 57 seconds. Gary Tasker, 35 minutes, 12 seconds. And uh, Tomo, 41 minutes and uh, 3 seconds. Then on to Park Run, it was a pretty warm day, as I'm sure we can all remember from, from Saturday. And uh, even though the Park Run starts at 9 o'clock in the morning, it was uh, still pretty warm by that time. It didn't deter the striders, though. Uh, we were at Newark, where Andy 
Sirs was amongst the quite the many strides there. He was doing his hundredth part run, so well done, Andy. Uh, also, we're at other other part runs: Belton House and Lincoln, fairly locally. Uh, over to Loughborough for the Dishley Park Run, the Isabel Trail Park Run, which is in Stafford, Fountains Abbey, which is uh, according to Lynn and Stacey, who's on the show the other week, uh, the most scenic park run in the UK. And uh, we had a couple of at Windy Nook, which is in Hewith, which is on the uh, south of the town. And on Sunday, yeah, as, you, uh, as you mentioned, four of us were over during the Humber Bridge Half Marathon. Don't quite know how I managed to get myself uh, talked into that earlier in the week, but uh, I, I did enjoy it, actually. I've seen the Humber Bridge so many times, and it was being built during the time that I was uh, growing up, so I remember it well, but never actually been over it in a car, uh, least of all running. So uh, it was definitely good to do that. And uh, it's a tough old race, though. It's, it's fairly hilly, definitely uh, what you would call undulating. And after uh, nine miles, you hit the what the locals call Gravel Pit Road, and what everybody in the uh, Humber Half Marathon called Cardiac Hill, mile-long uh, uh, uphill stretch, which will uh, certainly test pretty much anybody. But I, I just about managed to run all the way up it without uh, breaking into a walk at any point. So I got around the course in one hour, 54 minutes and uh, no seconds. Andy Sirs, uh, two hours, 17 minutes and 50 seconds. And Heather Green, uh, Leslie Butlin, two hours, 46 minutes and 42 seconds. Also on Sunday, we had Striders. Uh, over towards uh, Scunthorpe at Normanby Hall, doing the 10k there. Two of them, Jen Owens and uh, Kirsty Bellinger, uh, one hour and 18 minutes. They run around together. And at the Race for Life 10k at Clumber Park, we had Claire Spratt and Amanda Longmire, one hour and 17 minutes. So, pretty busy week, uh, as usual, for the Striders. And uh, it goes on, really. I mean, tonight and Thursday night are the next two races in the on the final two races in the uh, Home People Grand Prix series. So tonight we'll have uh, uh, people up at Victorian Bankment doing a 5K race. On Thursday, it's at Home People itself, a 10K event there. And on to Sunday, I suppose the biggest thing in our calendar really for Sunday is the All Clubs Run. So we're getting starting to get closer and closer to the, um, the Newark Half Marathon. And again, we've spoken about it before, but uh, the club's... Uh, Group together um, as a sort of uh, good club spirit and building towards that event. We have club runs regularly in the lead up to it. So it's the next one on Sunday. And also next uh, week we've got the uh, third installment of the Knotts AAA Summer League at uh, Workshop. So all the local clubs will be involved in that and there'll be a, a big turnout of striders. So make a busy week for that and a busy week to come. Tony tells me that. Um the sheer amount of people going over that bridge, it, a- it actually moves. <laughs> well, it does move, actually. It was a very windy day. Um, and, yeah, I don't know whether it's the people, because the cars are still going over as well. But it definitely, uh, you kind of think, yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of movement here. I'll, uh, I'll get myself uh, across the other side of it pronto, you know. So, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but it's certainly a spectacular structure. And, uh, yeah, as I say... I'm one one, one worth doing, Graham. Graham? Hello? Yeah, what, uh, that was one worth doing, though, wasn't it? Definitely, yeah. Um, so there's some pretty tough hills in it. Uh, as, as I Ca- cardiac hill, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant event. That's got to be the name That's got to be the name of the year, hasn't it? Cardiac hill. Cardiac hill. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's been dubbed that. It's not its real name, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so m- m- most of the year it's just uh, plain old gravel pit road, but 
for that uh, for that morning once a year. It's, it's one it's to, uh, one morning of fame. People. Graham, thank you so much. Thanks, then. Bye bye. Okay, next week. Bye bye. That's a wonderful Graham Walsh there with a Striders report from the Humber Bridge. Now, <coughs> we've heard all about um, RHP Colts, the under-15s, but of course, as Gary mentioned a lot earlier on this season, that's just part of a massive great setup at the RHP Club, which is now doing even better under the, um, the, the, the Sports Village. And we've heard about Ryan Atwood, who his dad has said could be one of the best forwards in this town. And no, I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the quieter of the three male yeah. Atwood, the quietest of the three, is young Harvey. And Harvey is now seven years old, and that means football is beckoning for him. And um, Dad has decided to um, do it all over again, Gary. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Both on the same day as well, so I don't know I'm going to do that. But well, uh, now that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll be manageable because we actually do our own fixtures in the Midlinks League, so I can work it. So out. the quieter, the quietest member of the Atwood family is Harvey. He's a bit of a blonde bombshell. Is <laughs> remember when his dad used to be blonde? But um, Harvey, welcome he to Radio Newark. Hello, hello, hello. Um, what I want to know from you is. Your dad was in goal. Your brother's a centre forward. So, what position is Harvey going to play his football? Anywhere. Anywhere. And are you the best of the three footballing outwards? <laughs> are you yeah. going to be the best? You are. That's a yes, is it? It is a yes. You can't nod on the radio. <laughs> 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 um, are you looking forward to next season then and playing? Proper football, yeah. with, with dad, with, with dad in charge. Yeah, is uh, is he going to um, look after you, or do you think you're going to get shouted at? Look after me. You're going to look after you. Is he? So we'll we'll hold him to that. <laughs> well, we? and have you got a good young team at RHP? Yeah. Then you got a good young team. You and your mates. How how, how many is they? Nine. There's nine of you, is there? How many is in a team then, Gary, for under-sevens? Is it a nine? It's under-eights now. Nah. It's yeah. under-eights, yeah. Yeah, there was under-sevens last right. year under Danny. Right. Uh, Five-a-side. It's five-a-side, is it? Lovely. So you're looking forward to that and travelling all over Lincolnshire as well, playing yeah. playing football. What's Mum think when you're all out footballing all the time? Don't do, know. Do, does she like a bit of peace and quiet? She likes it. She likes to stop at home, does yeah. she? Let you. But I yeah. think I think Mum comes and watches you as well, doesn't she? Yeah. She does. Yeah. Are you uh, right-footed then or left-footed? Right. You're right-footed. Can you play football with your left foot at all? Have you got to work on that to be both to be both-footed? Yeah. You're going to work on that one for us, are you? And you're going to come back and tell us yeah. when you can kick a football properly with yeah. your left foot. You're going to yeah. come back and do that, are you? Yeah. So, what we want you to do, Harvey, is when the football season started and we get going with RHP Colts, I want you and your brother to come in <laughs> and tell us how football's getting on. What football team do you support? No. You don't support a football team? No. So, you're bothered about playing rather than... rather than watching Manchester United or Liverpool or somebody? You're, you would much rather play Maybe the game. Like. Or do you like Forest? You don't know if you like Forest or not. No. Do you like the England ladies playing football? Do you, have you been watching the World Cup? Don't know. You don't know. 
No, I think I think it's somebody who wants to play football all the time, Gary. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just football. Man, I mean, let's be honest, he was, he was always going to go that way, wasn't he? It was, and it's under-16s for Big Brother, um, and yeah. all they can do is do it all again. Hmm. Let's hope so. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, what do you do when you've won the league? Got to go and win it again, and they say that's yeah. a lot harder, don't they? Yes, they do. They do. So you're going to be playing in the morning, probably, and, w- and watching in the afternoon, Harvey, is that right? So we know what your Sundays are. Yeah. Yeah. After, after you've done all your homework from school? No. No, good lad. That's the spirit. <laughs> Gary, it's been fantastic talking to you again. No worries, thank you. And that achievement is, I think it's, it's, it's a phenomenal achievement, because some of those clubs in that league are, are massive, massive clubs, um, with hundreds of players. Yeah. And, well, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting there. You're getting there, and that's a fantastic achievement. And, you know, Ouch. Tony... We've d- d- moaned about the demise of adult football on a Sunday. Junior football on a Sunday, as we've just said, for the last hour in this town is thriving. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a real <clears throat> it's a real shame what's happening with uh, the Sunday football scene. But it's not only in Newark; it's it's uh, nationwide. It's, it's, it, that that that, uh, that demise is across the country. So it's great that the youngsters are, are picking up the, uh, the, the the torch and, and flying with it. It, it most certainly is, and of course we can add Collingham to that, can't we? Because Collingham on a Sunday, they're under 18s, sort of wipe the floor, five trophies. Did they? So, <laughs> you know, that's what you could do next season, the double. <laughs> <laughs> the double, double. <laughs> next, Gary. Next you'll be asking me to the treble. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for turning in tonight it's no been, worries, it's been great you. talking to you about um, rhp colts and football in general tomorrow night it's strictly me and tony 24 hours early with gary edgington joining us after our past um seven to talk about cricket last weekend and this weekend and on thursday night it's meet the chairman with don evans and gareth bagley on that momentous weekend for new york athletic club is everything rosy in the camp or is there still some work to be done we'll find that one out Everything's rosy at Radio Nook, of course, because next up, the one and only, Mr. Stuart Preston. We love-